Lead Generation Strategies for B2B Tech Companies, a podcast by Brightvision. Here, you will learn how to generate great leads from the most experienced B2B sales and marketing people. Your host today, and always, is Jakob Löwenbrand, CEO at Brightvision. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to the B2B Legion podcast for tech companies. My name is Jacob Lovenbrand. I'm the managing director of Bright Vision, as well as host of today's podcast. And today we're going to talk about the very interesting topic, marketing plans, and not marketing plans in general, but why they never work. <laughs> and uh, we're doing that with Ian Lurie who's the CEO of Ian Lurie Consulting and have a ton of experience in this area. So with that very short introduction, welcome to today's podcast, Jan. Thanks, Jacob. I'm excited to be here. Yes, and so am I, because I know you are an expert in this topic. So maybe before we dive into this a little bit and all the thoughts and ideas and content you have to share in this area, Maybe you can just give us a little bit of overview, who you are, what you've been up to, and you know what's what's been uh, going on that led you up to this point where you're uh, running your own consulting company. It's a wow! It's a long story. Um, I started an agency called Portent in 1995. Uh, we were digital and print marketing for about a year, and then as the internet, when it became obvious the internet was not just a fad. <laughs> um, uh, we very quickly moved into just doing digital marketing. Um, we were, you know, it was just me for a year or two, then it was two people, then it was five people, then it was 10. <clears throat> and then finally in uh, 2017, uh, I sold the agency to a company called Clearlink, uh, stayed on as CEO and then vice president at Clearlink for another two years. Uh, sold the, uh, sorry, uh, went out on my own then as a consultant. So that's how I've gotten to being uh, Ian Lurie LLC. Oh, what a story. And uh, I know you have, of course, achieved a lot of experience during these 20 plus years running this agency. And I know it's a lot of hard work <laughs> building an agency and, and so forth. So uh, yeah, what, what's your for those who don't know Ian Lurie Consulting, what do you do today? What's your main topics you, you work on together with clients? Uh, I work with most clients on digital strategy. Uh, so kind of the, the entire, you know, across all channels. I dive particularly deep into search engine optimization, uh, into analytics and into content. Um, Ian, I know you <laughs> talking a lot about the topic marketing plans and why they never work. So uh, let's start there uh, at the top level there and uh, have your thoughts about that. Why does they never work? <laughs> so <clears throat> I shouldn't say they never work. Um, I would say that the old style or even the new style of three, six, 12 month marketing plans uh, rarely work. And they rarely work because conditions change too quickly. So people will set a budget and then they will say, we are going to spend this many dollars in this particular channel, let's say paid ads on, you know, Google, Google ads, and then we're going to invest this much money in organic search and this much money in content. And 
something changes two weeks later so that maybe they need to change their the balance across channels they need to adjust their budget but because they have the set marketing plan they can't get more money or move money around or change the structure of a team uh, that's why marketing plans usually fails because they're they they're used as timelines uh, and a marketing plan shouldn't be a timeline it should be more of a flow chart where you can adjust and you know, depending on what happens at one point in the campaign and in the plan you can change to another tactics, shift tactics, change strategy, whatever else might be necessary. That's a really good concept. So instead of timeline, more process oriented, more modules that you can switch around depending on how the market reacts or how the year is coming. Is that more how you see it? Yes, yes. Uh, and, and also just, you know, conditions change. I mean, we've certainly seen that in the last three or four years, uh, oh, yeah. you know, conditions in the marketplace change. You have to be ready to adjust to that. That's so interesting. So um, what, why is it that we so often do them time bound instead of, <laughs> uh, you know, more modular, so to say? Well, a lot of it's traditional business. It's not just marketing. It's traditional business, right? You set the year's budget, uh, you put aside dollars, and then you spend those dollars in a specific way. Uh, and you know, each item in the budget has a column in a row, and you may not you may not change from that column or row. You may not move dollars around. Uh, it's so it's very traditional business thinking uh, that usually causes that problem. Hmm. So. That's great to, to hear. So when you work with clients and set up marketing plans instead, how do you create an effective marketing plan and, and what's the most important part of it? Where, where do you start and how do you build up that marketing plan instead? So I usually work backwards. I, I want to figure out how much money a client makes per customer. And then from there, I want to figure out how much we can afford to spend per customer to acquire a customer. Then from there, we can figure out how much we want to spend to acquire a visitor or a lead, depending on whether you're e-commerce or B2B. Uh, and then from there, I want to figure out how much I can spend uh, in a given channel right now mm -hmm. with the understanding that as long as I stick to that cost per lead, cost per visitor, I can move my money around and adjust my strategy. Um, and then I also put in, uh, we also put in adjustment points where at some point you realize that the cost per lead cost per visitor can be, you can sp afford to spend more, say from one channel, from maybe a paid channel, <clears throat> than you can afford to spend on an organic channel, uh, because maybe they convert faster. So then you want to be able to, to start adjusting your budget in each channel, but you always want to start with, uh, the, the cost and value of a customer and then the cost and value of a visitor or the cost and value of a lead. Mm, that's so interesting. So <clears throat> start with a back first, so to say, the end, end result in, in mind first and then work your way to the top, so to say. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Figure out what's really going to get you to your goal. Spending money is not going to get you to your goal. And this is going to sound ridiculously obvious, but spending money doesn't get you to your goal. Acquiring customers gets you to your goal. Uh, so you need to figure out the, what you want to spend to acquire each customer. And once you've determined that, that is your marketing plan for the year. 
then you can figure out what you want to do for the next month. You can figure out what you want to do for the next two months. But if you try to plan any further out than that, your plan's going to fail, uh, or at least it's going to break. And then you're going to be scrambling to adjust anyway. So plan around the idea that you can only plan about a month in advance. That's so interesting. And um, I, I definitely agree and, and think, uh, as you say, the business climate today changes quite rapidly. Uh, today we have a global com competitive situation for most companies. It's not so local anymore. You suddenly you find out you have a competing uh, bid at your client uh, from Asia or you know <laughs> some other continent. Uh, and we all compete on, on a global level to, to a large extent. So how, how can you be competitive in your marketing and how can you develop those strategies uh, in an ongoing way uh, with only one or two month uh, uh, outlook, so to say? Do you see where I'm coming from there? How, how, do you, how do you balance the strategic versus the tactical part of the marketing plan if it's very short sighted, so to say. So it, tactically, it can be very near term, <clears throat> right? So you're going to look at extremely short term tactics, and but you're still strategically, you still understand there's certain channels that you're going to work in, and you mm -hmm. still have that focus on value per customer, cost per lead, cost per visitor. So as long as you know, that's your long-term goal, if you look out over the course of the year, you should be pretty aware that you're going to invest a certain amount of money in your paid channels, in your earned channels, in your owned channels. You should have a very good idea of the tools you're going to use to do that. Um, you should have a, a solid idea of you know, exactly which of those, which specific uh, media within and channels within the channel. So, you know, Google ads, Bing ads, whatever, you should have a pretty good idea of where you're going to start. The, the only thing you're going to plan month to month or, or quarter to quarter is the amount of money, say you're going to spend on Google ads. I, I don't want to look out over a year and say, based on my numbers last year, I'm going to spend a million dollars or I'm going to spend a thousand dollars on Google ads over the next 12 months. That that's just not going to work. Um, because I may adjust that budget up or down for a number of reasons. Instead, I want to be able to say, all right, I know I'm going to use Google ads. I know that in Google ads, I'm going to spend no more than 50 cents to acquire a visitor. I'm going to spend no more than 50 cents to acquire a lead. And I'm going to refine that model more and more specifically to Google ads and then to specific ads and then specific keywords within those ads as we proceed through the year. But for the next month, we're going to test spending $10,000 in Google ads. And we're going to commit to that for the next month, as long as by the end of the month, we think we will be within, we'll be hitting that target uh, cost per customer and that target cost per visitor or target cost per lead. So the long-term strategy is built around cost per customer, cost per, cost per lead. As you move closer and closer to the present, you get more and more tactical uh, and you start building more and more around the specific cost per customer, the specific cost per lead within each channel. Does that make sense? Yeah, I like that concept that you uh, work in iterations and, and try to refine upon the previous uh, period, so to say. 
and you work and sorry, it's, it's six 45 in the morning here. So my brain went up as, as engaged as I want it to be. I was saying before that I'm a morning person. I think I am. Um, you know, the thing to understand is that you're always planning, you're always executing near term and you're planning strategically very long term. And what that means is you have, you, you unfocus. So you have a very sharp focus on what you're going to do over the next week two weeks, four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks. But by the time you're getting out to 10 weeks, 12 weeks, 16 weeks, you're, you're going to be less and less focused on exactly what you're doing. Uh, you know, exactly how many dollars you're going to spend in Google ads say, or the exactly how much time you're going to invest in SEO. And you're going to, instead, you're going to focus increasingly, uh, you're going to focus more and more on, we are going to be doing Google ads. We're going to be doing Google SEO and based on the model right now, Google SEO. We're going to be doing SEO. That tells you how much Google controls the world now. Um, <laughs> we're going to be doing SEO. We're going to be investing in paid advertising. And as you move out further and further from the current day, from the current day, um, you're going to say, we are committed to spending a certain amount of money per visit, per customer, per lead. Yeah. So interesting. So <clears throat> uh, really good insights there. Do you have any you built an, an agency to, was it over 50 employees or something like that when you left now? Um, yeah, when I left, we were about 50 employees. Yeah. So when you put up that plan every year, how to acquire new clients, expand upon the existing ones and so on, have you any experiences you can share where you felt that you found a good process how to build that ongoing plan? Since I think that's maybe an example that many can relate to. So it's a little bit different for services businesses like an agency, mm -hmm. but our model was we needed to, we needed a certain amount of cash coming in. Um, we could spend no, no much, we could spend no more than X number of dollars based on the amount of cash we would have coming in. Uh, our average client had to require a certain number of hours from us or a certain amount of time from us. Uh, and in return, we had to receive a certain amount of dollars. So in a way we were doing the dollar per, you know, the value of a customer value per lead value per visit, but we were doing it all the way down to here's the value of the amount of time that the individual who's going to, is going to invest in supporting this client. Uh, and as long as we could adhere to that model, as long as we knew that, uh, an individual working at the firm, uh, could generate a certain amount of value. This sounds very impersonal and I really loved my team and I loved working with my team. I don't want it to sound like they're just a bunch of numbers, uh, but when it came to the cold, hard business reality, we were always trying to make sure that each person at Portent uh, was generating a certain amount of dollar value per client. Uh, and then we realized pretty quickly that using paid media didn't necessarily work that well for us because the cost to acquire a client was so high compared to the value generated uh, by each person at Portent, it didn't pay. And what we realized very quickly is we needed to execute a strategy where we were much more in earned media and owned media. Uh, so as we ran the numbers and as we refined our plan over the course of 25 years, uh, we found out pretty quickly that it was really our, our our owned media. So our client list, our email list, our ability to reach out to specific individuals, 
that really generated the highest value per lead uh, and the lowest cost per acquisition. Uh, and we put more and more time there. So again, if you look out over the course of two, three, four years, if I had come in and said, okay, we're going to invest this much in Google ads, we're going to invest this much in SEO, we're going to invest this much in content, it never would have worked. We would have run aground very, very quickly because we had to change and refine that plan so rapidly. And even on a year to year basis, there were times when buying very opportunistic paid ads could potentially generate customers for us. Um, but for the most part, uh, what we found ourselves adjusting over a one year period was how are we going to acquire more, how are we going to build our owned media? So our list of clients, our list of contacts, um, and then as we would focus in more and more, as we would get down to the four, 12, 16 week plan, uh, it would be what specific content are we going to create that we think might generate interest. And then as you get down to the one or two week, it's okay. We wrote this content it's generating interest. How are we going to amplify this content and so on? Really good example. And uh, what a great result. Um, a flourishing agency. So. Well, and you know, the other thing I'll say is never forget that you also have to have a very good sales team one way or another. If you're a professional services firm, you need a sales team or someone who's good at selling. <clears throat> if you're an e-commerce team, you need to have a very good user experience team, uh, whatever it is. But you know, the marketing plan is great, but it had, you have to be able to bring, you have to be able to close the deal. Um, and I just, I got to give a shout out to, to the sales team. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand what you're saying. So, yeah, but uh, they we all need support. So, uh, yes, it's uh, it's it's a, it's a joint effort, I suppose. But of course, there is more to it than than just driving the leads and and so forth. So, awesome. That's really interesting. Do you work as a sales, marketing, or channel manager and would like to generate great leads to your B2B tech company? Then we are here for you. By creating a qualified sales pipeline and strengthen your position in the tech industry, we help you grow. Depending on your needs, we use effective strategies like inbound marketing, telemarketing, account-based marketing, and paid media. Get more information on brightvision.com. I think that was very interesting example you gave here. And you are an SEO expert since 25 years back when you started out and, and, and so forth. So I talk now about own media, that that was the key thing driving the growth for Portland, the agency you started. Uh, but then we also have earned and, uh, and uh, bought, is it so? <laughs> yeah, yeah, earned and paid, yes. Earned and paid, sorry. Paid was the word I would look. No, that's no, no. yes. And um, how do you see that um, from an SEO perspective? What what do you think are the trends uh, for B two B companies today when planning out their marketing plans today? Where do you see most opportunities from a B two B perspective, so to say, today? Is it owned as for your own company or in general? What do you think? B2B is so broad, it's it's hard to tell, but I, I can tell you that for professional services firms, owned media is where you get most of your value. You use earned media to build your owned media assets. Mm -hmm. So you need to focus heavily on those two things. Um, you use earned media to generate 
legitimacy and a sense of, you know, just giving people the, the general sense that you know what you're doing. You also use earned media to build sort of a, a build some general attention from folks who may not never become customers or leads, but they become aware of you. So it's a brand awareness thing. Um, and then own media is really your biggest asset for directly generating leads and customers. When you get to more to B2B SaaS, you know, B2B software, mm-hmm. um, then you're looking much more at earned media uh, and a little bit less at owned. You know, I probably shouldn't say that you're looking more evenly between earned and owned media because you're trying to generate and build lists of people who you can reach out to who will be happy to hear from you um that that's that's really a a great growth plan and then you use paid media um to stay in front of people who may find you through earned media Uh, you use paid media to very specifically target people but really that's the balance and then if you're b2b um a different kind of B2B product, like, you know, you sell equipment or something like that, um, then you're probably looking more at uh, paid, earned and owned, you know, an equal balance between all three, because you're selling it more of a commodity. Um, You're selling a piece of equipment or, you know, that sits on a factory floor or you're selling, um, I'm trying to think of other good examples, but, you know, computer monitors or something like that. You need to be in front of people at just the right time when they're ready to make that purchase. Uh, obviously if it's a $10 million piece of equipment, it's a little bit different, but, um, so that, that's the, that's kind of the balance. The more you get into services, uh, the more you're dependent on owned, uh, the more you move towards products, the more you start to look at earned plus owned. Uh, and then the more you move into smaller immediate purchase products, you know, not, not large software packages, uh, you're looking at a much more even balance between paid earned and owned. Yeah, um, and uh, that's that's very good uh, recommendations. So, for for service companies, definitely more into owned and earned, and SaaS companies a bit more earned as well as paid specifically for driving mm-hmm. uh, targeted audiences uh, and uh, creating earned and owned uh, targets out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Great strategy there. And um, if you would start over and uh, you know uh, make a marketing plan from scratch, where would you put your most focus as of today? If you're building a, a service professional service company of some kind, I would invest very heavily in outreach designed to build my owned media. And this, a lot of people are going to raise their eyebrows at this because I am, you know, I do so much organic search. Mm -hmm. Um, but I would focus all of my efforts on building that list of people who want to hear from me. Now I may send them, I'm probably going to use content to maintain my connection with them. And it's going to be lightly and moderately branded content, but I would build my growth strategy around how I'm going to start to acquire those people and not focus on acquiring clients right away. What I would rather have is um, what I guess people would call marketing qualified leads. So I would want to focus, you know, I I would probably spend money on paid media. I would invest in earned media, but the entire focus would be to convert the people who come to me through paid and earned media um, 
into lists, lists and contacts, people who have given me permission to remain in touch with them. And then my bottom of funnel strategy would be built around how I maintain contact with those folks and how I convert them into customers. So in other words, I would stop trying to turn site visitors instantly into sales qualified leads. Uh, I would put a lot more time into trying to turn site visitors into marketing qualified leads or something slightly less qualified than that. Uh, and then I would build a very careful, uh, a very careful system around how I convert those leads into customers. That's great. So uh, perfect insights you're offering there. So for all our listeners who's, you know, in the trenches trying to design their growth strategies, I think this is really good advice to, uh, to listen to. So thanks for that, Ian. And uh, people who want to check you out and, and you, you have a lot of content, uh, you're working, uh, you know, you're, you call yourself a digital marketing nerd. So where can we, <laughs> <laughs> where can we more, read more about your, your uh, marketing insights, so to say? Uh, you can go to my website at ianlurie.com. Uh, you'll get some marketing insights and some insights into Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, or you can go on to, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, it's at Ian Lurie. That's so great. Well, thank you so much for sharing these insights, Ian. It was awesome talking to you. And uh, I hope everybody have learned just as much as I did. And I wish you all the best on your journey forward. Thanks, Jacob. Thank you for listening to Lead Generation Strategies for B2B tech companies. Don't forget to subscribe. You will find it where podcasts live. Discover how we can help you with your lead generation activities at brightvision.com.